It's now time for us to reflect on the career of an outstanding race mare. Her name was Folklore. This was her biggest win for trainer driver Johnny Cox, and it was recorded earlier in the year. Manhattan and All-American Lover now stride for stride. Two lengths away, Kelly's Delight under Glory's Delight. Folklore works around the outside from better started Evangelist. 27-9 the back straight quarter, Manhattan for home from All-American Lover. Folklore descending quickly, she gobbled them up, Folklore. Back to the inside, Kelly's Delight's running on, but Folklore has cruised clear inside the 100 metres. She's put a gap in them. Folklore and Johnny Cox races away with the Premier Mears. Won it by nearly six. They lined up for the miners. It's a photo between All-American Lover and... Yeah, brilliant performance from Folklore in the Garrard's Premier Mears Championship. She rated uh, 154 on that occasion, and I'm pretty sure that commentary may well have rung in the ears of her trainer-driver, Johnny Cox, a few times. Morning to you, Johnny. How you, Greg? You right? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, mate. Um, it won't get old, that uh, video or uh, race finish. Uh, it was one to behold for you and uh, the family, of course, and for their owners uh, of this mighty uh, mare, Ian Anola Wilson. When you got to the 600 metres and you had spent no petrol, we know what she's capable of, folklore, and that was her at her best. Yeah, you know, she had the perfect run that day. And like you say, we, we did no work and... Um, you know, they went hard up front and, and sort of made the race for us. But, uh, you know, you never expect to run past horses like Manhattan or American Lover. But, um, you know, they'd gone hard enough early and we sat back and done nothing. And, you know, she was full of steam at the 500. And, and uh, yeah, the order here never gets able to give her that much. No, well, only about five weeks earlier than that. They'd run 1-2 in the Queen of Hearts at Alexandra Park. What do you remember of folklore early on? Because it took her a few starts to get into the racing game. She she won her first race at about her sixth or seventh start. So what was your first impression? Um, Ian rung me and, and said he'd, he'd spotted a filly, um, two-year-old two unbroken at um, Stone Park, and, you know, she was up for sale, and he could have had a look at her, and... Uh, went and had a look at her, and you know she definitely wasn't the prettiest horse. She was she was quite tall and lanky, and you know her knees were a little bit offset. But um, you know I, I sort of watched Turkana a bit, um, being Bruce Negan's trained horse, and you know knew what she was like. And I, I just said to Ian, like you know she's well bred, and if she doesn't make a race horse, she can um, you know she'll be a good broodmare at least. So um, yeah, early on, like I say, big, tall and lanky, and you know she tried hard and just just a bit weak at three. Um, she had three starts for a third, I think, and then tipped her out and, you know, brought her back. And, you know, she, she was still tall and, and still weak. But, you know, she like I say, she tried hard. And I think she won a couple of races that year. And then just every year she just got a little bit better and better. And I don't really think it was probably till the last, till about six or eight months ago, I think she, she stopped growing. And, and, you know, that was before the mayor's race. And, you know, she put a super performance in that night. Yep, she certainly uh, did. She ended up winning 13 races. Of course, her mother, Turkana, was a Group 1 winner of uh, the Neverly R from memory. Um, she became more than a one-trick pony, though, because I reckon one of her career best performances, Coxie, might have been about her third-to-last start when she had to sit parked, dance till dawn in Manhattan, Kikarangi Blue. It was, a, it was a pretty handy sort of a feel, but, gee, she was brave. I, I think it was that run anyway. Yeah, it was the um, Uncut Gems race, and um, yeah, I think I sort of go back to, I think she finally stopped growing and, and um, started putting a bit of weight on, and probably more could work her a little bit harder, and um, 
you know, I'd always sort of driven her for, for one run because she was that weak type. And, um, yeah, once she strengthened up a wee bit and I sort of more had the confidence to drive her like that, um, you know, it was probably probably the best thing for me and her. And um, she'd gone a couple of races. Uh, she won a Southern Bowery, um down south when I took off at the 800 and, you know, um, and, and she kept trucking and, and she just beat Joe's Rock. So, Joe, and from that race, I think the mayor's race was the week later, um, and she won that and obviously had a good run. But, yeah, the, the Uncut Gems race was, um, she drew wide and sort of one of those ones you go back, you're probably going to get nothing. And, you know, we sort of chanced her armour and went forward and, you know, it was a massive run. She ran third. Like you say, it was probably her career best run. And, um, you know, that just sort of shows how hard she did try and she, you know, she had a huge heart. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, Ian and Noel will be uh, keen to look after her and, and select a stallion and give her every chance because uh, she certainly deserves that. It's been uh, a whirlwind last couple of years for, for you, Coxie. You became a father. Um, obviously, she's been racing well. Uh, you've got a new property. So tell me about that. How many horses uh, are you, or where, what are you doing at the moment? Who are, you, who are you driving for? That sort of stuff. What's happening in the world of Johnny Cox? Um, just... Just sort of uh, been taken away at Stonewall, um, not full time yet, but um, you know, hopefully looking shortly to get more full time work out of them. Um, we're working about 12, I suppose. Um, we're just a few mares and, and young horses. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to have a 55 acre property. Uh, Mum and Dad um, have put a new house on on the property as well, so lucky enough to have a babysitter and a and a full time worker um, as well. So, you know, everything works out pretty well. Um, you know, like I say, we're pretty pretty lucky with the setup we've got. So, um, just ticking away quietly at the moment. Obviously, winter, but um, you know, we'll just look forward to the spring and summer and and uh, see what happens. Coxie, you got to drive today in race number one. Bonnie Bagri is her name, and um, yeah, she's she's not without a chance either. It's not an overly strong field. What what sort of chance do you give her? I see the bookies opened her up pretty short. Yeah, she's a funny wee mare. I've, I've driven her a couple of times. Um, she ran a fourth and a fifth and, and got round in one piece. And then she had a week, couple of weeks off and um, she got things wrong last week, uh, I think about the 900. But, you know, if she, if she does do things right, she is capable of winning today. But um, she is a sort of take on trust horse. But if, if she did bring her manners, I, I'd expect her to be right there. All right, Sam Payne Trains, uh, owned by Farrier Paul Howlett. So, uh, yeah, the connections, we wish you all the best with uh, Bonnie Bagri. But I thought it was important to reflect on this career of uh, folklore because, you know, for the punters around New Zealand, uh, if they ever backed her, they knew that uh, if she got the right sort of run, she could certainly produce uh, a scintillating finish, as we saw on a number of occasions. And the type of horse, uh, Johnny, that, you know, when, when you do finish up training and driving, you know, you, you'll have fond memories of, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. You know, she's, she's taken me sort of from one end of the country to the other, and um, you know, she's won races at Invercargill and Winton and uh, Christchurch, Cambridge, Auckland. You know, so there's a lot of people I had, you know, sort of have to thank for looking after her along the way. Uh, Matty White, Eric Ball, um, Amber Hoffman, Brett Gray, Brent Barclay. So, you know, um, it wasn't just me. It was a, you know, it was a massive effort by a lot of people, and you know, obviously you have to thank Ian and Oliver for buying her in the first place. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing her progeny when they uh, when they come out onto the track as well. I'm picking. I know which stable they might be trained out of. Thanks so much for your time this morning, uh, Coxie. Thanks for the thrills you gave us with uh, with folklore, and uh, wish you well in your drive in the first there at Addington today.
Thank you very much, Greg. Really appreciate it. All right, no problem at all. There he is, uh, Johnny Cox. Johnny and his partner, Kimberly Butt, of course, daughter Mackenzie. Um, they're ensconced in the sport of harness racing. He's a Dominion winner himself, a Group 1 winning driver, and, uh, yeah, pretty good horseman. Make no bones about that. And a fairly handy football player as well. Uh, played to a decent sort of level. That is soccer for those in the old. And, uh, yeah, he can drive. Make no bones about that. One Johnny Cox.